You're listening to an unbound episode of a podcast of spurious morality. Volume 1. And then we fade in at Adventure is my name here, right? (laughs) (laughs) But unbound. Adventure is my unbound name. Do a remix of the Adventure is my name song just for the podcast. Don't tempt me. Don't ever (laughs) tempt me with that. We should have had the lyrics looked up. You know, you know I've got a room full of synthesizers downstairs. You know I will do that. Hello and welcome to a podcast of Spurious Morality. Uh, this week we're going to talk all about uh, the new adventures of Bernice Summerfield uh, with the Unbound Doctor. Uh, with me I have Connor. Hello. And I have Mansour. Hello. Um, so the spoiler warning, it's um, the new adventures of Bernice Summerfield. Uh, we might talk about earlier Benny as well, but I think we're generally going to try and avoid that as best we can. Uh, and also there's the Doctor Who Unbound releases with um, David Warner in, which there's a good chance we might mention. So you have been warned. Um, so we are hotly anticipating a new new Adventures of Benny Summerfield set, um, which very, very sadly um, is probably the last one with David Warner is the Doctor, as he sadly recently passed away. Um, I've really enjoyed his Doctor ever since the start, and I think bringing him into the uh, Benny sets was stroke of genius, really. It was a nice way of giving the Benny range a bit of an injection at a time when it needed one. Um, so we'll focus mainly on those, on the four Benny sets that are already released that feature David Warner as the Doctor. Uh, which one would you say is your favourite? You go first, Connor. Um, I have never gotten over how good or how, how much I enjoyed the first one with the two of them, so Volume 3, The Unbound Universe. Um, it's a set of really, really good stories. It was really exciting because it sort of hit about a time or in around the time when I was starting to get into Big Finish, and it was really exciting to have a series with a completely new doctor and to me a completely new companion um so i've 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 never uh, gotten over just how much i enjoyed that um that very first set with the two of them and it thoroughly enjoyable set i did like how it sort of didn't really waste any time setting the two of them up it kind of within the first five minutes that's it benny's with the unbound doctor now and they're just off on these fantastic adventures trapped in a universe that is dying. 
the Unbound universe where things seem to have gone a bit wrong since we last visited there um, in, uh, is it Masters of War? Yes. Was it Masters of yes. War? Yes. Masters of War in 2008. Yeah. So that, I mean, that was a big gap in between, wasn't it? Um, what about you, Mansour? Pick a set. What's the best? I'm struggling because I think three and four I kind of see as like one thing, one eight-part story in the Unbound universe. But um, so, so I'm kind of giving those joint first place. I realise that's like 50% of the box sets we're <laughs> talking about. But um, yeah, I thought just collectively they they kind of did what the the Eighth Doctor Divergent Universe arc was was trying to do, but they refined it because, like I say, they got straight into it and there was just a nice economy with the storytelling um, and kind of li- a little supporting cast that pops up across those eight stories as well. Um, so, so yeah, I'm going to cheat and say three and four together. That that's that's fair enough. Um, if I had to sort of I, I mean I'd agree those two are absolutely the strongest and I really enjoyed them if I had to pick one I'd probably actually go for set four ruler of the universe um and it's purely because you get more of a sense of the doctor is actually in that role and ruling the universe and these sort of playing politics a little bit and generally trying to avoid it but at the same time does have all of this responsibility Whereas the first set's a bit more, not aimlessly wandering, but, you know, travelling in the TARDIS, doing what Doctor Who does. Um, So I think the fourth one, just kind of having its own sort of unique format, just gives it the edge for me. Um, I did really enjoy the final episode, I thought. Um, Sam Kisgart, or Mark Atis, as the master. Um was absolutely excellent. I mean, both stories he was in, but I did enjoy the true save of the universe quite a lot. I think it was probably, could well be the best individual episode of the whole era. Um, Well, let's start off by looking at uh, the third, we call it the third set, it's the third New Adventures of Bernice Summerfield set, but it's the first to feature this pairing of characters. Uh, so the Unbound Universe, uh, as you've said, Connor, it is your favourite of the lot. Just go into that a little bit more. Tell us a bit why. Um, yes, I and as I said earlier on, it, it it was mainly at the time for the excitement of having a completely new Doctor to me with a completely new companion. Um, I actually picked it up on a night out when I was at uni. Um, I got back quite late and sat up until early in the morning. Um, uh, ripping the CDs onto my computer and um, you know, getting them all set up with the artwork and sitting up and then until about two o'clock in the morning listening to the first episode, um, which was just shows you how exciting my university uh, nightlife was. But I, I, I really, really enjoyed. Uh, as as you said, you know, it it is fairly standard sort of Doctor Who fare, but it was having, um, a Doctor that I'd never heard before. Um, doing that, I loved. I loved the theme music to it. Um, I loved the stories themselves are so strong that the um, the first one, the, uh, the body in the library, is great. It's I think they say in the extras it's an unbound take on Silence in the Library and um, Forest of the Dead, um, which is great because I think it that makes it the first unbound 
new series story as well. Um, my particular favourite from the set is um, Planet X, though um, I'd, I'd say out of all Big Finish and even all Doctor Who, it's one of my favourite stories, full stop, um, because it's it's quite easy whenever you know you start listening to it and the land on Planet X, it's quite easy to sort of mentally write that society and culture off as boring and toothless, um, which the Doctor sort of does in the story as well. Um, but as you go on, you it sort of discovers this really dark underside to the planet and to the people that run it, um, just as it goes on. I love, I, I, I see a lot of people compare it to the Happiness Patrol, but I think it's more of an unbound take maybe on spare parts um, and the Cybermen. Um, even the name Planet X is a reference to the 10th planet. Um, and, you know, the people of Planet X have sort of gone through and repressed their emotions in order to survive in an, in an, in an entirely different way to the people of Mondas did um, in sort of the prime Doctor Who universe. Um, it's an excellent story for David Warner's Doctor because something that these sets do is flip the traditional roles of the Doctor and the Companion in that these are Benny's sets. It, you know, it is released under the name Doctor Who. It does use the Doctor Who theme, but Benny's definitely the main character and the Doctor is her companion. Um, and what Planet X does is where the new series would traditionally take a companion in their second story. Um, and while they've already been introduced, the second story is sort of used to establish them. They do that with the Doctor here. Um and sort of it, it, it gets to establish him, showcases his, you know, uh, David Warner's abilities and talents, gives him a really, really horrid enemy sort of to tear into. Um, and that, that, that last final sort of climax um, in, uh, at the end of Planet X, where he gets to face off with the Prime Minister, is, is such a tour de force of acting from him. I, I, I love that whole episode so much. Yeah, it, it, I I did thoroughly enjoy that when I listened to it, and it was definitely one of the standouts of the set. Um, I hadn't made Tenth Planet's connection, but you're absolutely right. Yes, well, it's the the, the blank squad as well. They describe, and they are basically the Tenth Planet Cybermen. I think they're called like shrink wrapped mummies. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. That just hadn't clicked at all, and now you've said it, I'm kind of kicking myself for not picking up on that. But yeah. Absolutely. Um, Mansour, do you want to talk to us about that set a little bit, the, the Unbound Universe? Yeah, I think both with three and four, it's the final stories that uh, stood out to me if I had to pick one from each box set. But yeah, Planet Planet X was a good one. There was It was definitely the Happiness Patrol um, similarities that I picked up on more. Um, but I think just, yeah, look, the stuff about Tenth Planet there, that's a really good point. And I think that's just one example of how these sets um, do the unbound concept in a really interesting way. And, and that's not always the case. Um, you know, it's quite easy to, to do an alternative universe story where it's just kind of rehashing what we've seen before and doesn't do anything new or interesting. But these, these stories, I think, play around with and take elements of the main universe. And also... But the big difference across sets three and four from like the divergent universe arc is that it yeah, it just feels like a different universe. 
Whereas apart from one or two stories, I thought those Eighth Doctor Divergent Universe stories kind of settled back into regular Doctor Who stories uh, at points. Um, but yeah, you, you never forget in this universe that it's collapsing and that Entropy's really taken hold, whether it's their version of the Time War or something else. So um, yeah, I love that difference and that sense of threat running through them all. Um, but yeah, what was the final story in Volume 3 called? It's the Emporium. Yeah, that's right. The yeah. uh, the Emporium at the end. Yeah, and I think, um, yeah, uh, Mark Gaithis is great as the master, like uh, recognisably the master, but there's like a slight, again, like a slight difference or creative take on the character that distinguishes it a little bit. It's not like a kind of carbon copy... Um, like, uh, you know what I mean? There's like there's like a stereotype version of the master that you can do. I think Mark puts enough of himself and enough of a unique take on the performance to make it distinct. Yeah, there's there's far more to this master than sort of cackling away and goatee beards and all that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Certainly not an archetypal master, no. I mean, I mean, j- 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 jumping ahead to four, it, it it makes all the stuff in the final episode of Box Set Four believable that he's had a change of heart or he's working with Benny and the Doctor, and yeah. So I think all of that is is great, and it and the performance complements the writing there really well. It's also quite believable that he convinces people he's better for the job than the doctor is yeah um because the doctor does spend that i'm jumping ahead to four as well the doctor uh spends the whole set not really wanting the role and getting on with it begrudgingly and keeps slipping away and anything to avoid doing work and then uh you know eventually someone comes along and goes well you know i can do that job and i can do it better than him and i want to do it and he plays that part really well, I think. He sort of, the sort of oilingly, oily and convincingly kind of side to his character. So, yeah, I did particularly like that. Um, I think we've moved on to the fourth set then, haven't we? Kind of unintentionally. So, Connor, talk yeah. to us about the fourth set. Yes, um, I, 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 I like it as well. Um, it's different i think enough from volume three that i can count it as a separate thing or a separate series although i can absolutely see you know the appeal in doing it as an eight episode thing um but the whole setup has changed away from as you said you know the traditional doctor who aimless wandering through time and space to focusing more on the doctor as the president and the role um um that you know the role he's in and the, the responsibility that comes with it and then does this it it does things with him then that he's not where he's he's really not happy in it um because it's stopping him from being himself um and it's a really good story um to tell with the doctor i think and it's one that even sort of continues a little bit throughout volume uh five and six um which we can get on to a little bit later i think the standout episode in in volume four has to be asking for a friend 
um, which is uh, no beating no no beating around the bush. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> um, James Goss uses this that structure really often. You know where it's it's hopping and skipping over a long period of time, and it only drops into the narrative for um, you know a short while at a time before it moves on. Um, and pairing David Warner up with Annette Badland is again a stroke of genius. Um, because the two of them work so well together and. You know, I could listen to the two of them talking for hours. Um, um, Annette Badland gives this really brilliant, really human and emotional performance. Um, and in terms of the Doctor, it gets into his character in a way I think few other pieces do. Um, and... Spoilers, you know, for anyone who hasn't heard it, you do need to go and listen to it um, without spoilers. But um, the way it gets into where he is so... He he has been sort of stuck trying to save the universe in a way that's not his preferred way. He's been trying to do it through politics. He's been trying to do it through diplomacy. And it's burning him out. Um, and it's starting to affect his relationship with Bernice as well. Um but then he's confronted with, um, you know, his psychiatrist here. I can't remember if she ever gets named. Um, is she only ever sort of known as the doctor's psychiatrist? Um, uh, she was it Juliana, something like that. I I'm think. Just going to check she, but um, yes, Juliana. Um, the doctor ends up sitting with her through these sessions and sees a problem. In her or a problem with her and that her life has gone badly wrong and he gets that out of her during the sessions where they're meant to be talking about him and his problems and because he can't save the universe or he's struggling to save the universe he decides to try and save her but he does it in the same way try and save the universe he goes far too big um, and ends up rewriting her whole history um, and giving her what she wants and what she thinks is going to make her happy and what he thinks she thinks is going to make her happy but it doesn't really that sadness in her still sort of maintains and eventually is amplified by what he does um it's just an incredible story um really really highly recommended to anyone who hasn't heard it i do think it's sort of really effective how it shows that this doctor will use the TARDIS differently to our universe's Doctor. Um, I can't imagine our Doctor kind of messing about with history, changing people's timelines. The only example I can think of off the top of my head is A Christmas Carol. Yeah, I was going to say, is this, again, another unbound take on a new series story? And in, in that where, yes, there is a a morally good reason that the Doctor has for trying to save or trying to change Kazran Sardik's life. But when he's doing it to this woman, he's only really doing it for the sake of it. He's trying to make her happy, but he's also trying to do it to make himself feel better as well. Yeah, it's it's far more sort of... It's a more selfish and irresponsible approach of sort of using the TARDIS, which I do think this Doctor is kind of liable to. And it's an interesting sort of thing when you consider that when the Warner Doctor was originally created, the what if was essentially what if he got to Earth a bit later for his exile. 
um, at the end of the war games and they've really managed to actually flesh out that concept and create such a different doctor still recognizably the doctor but still very noticeably different from our universe is the original as it were yes yes yeah anything you want to add mansoor uh well just to say i was gonna um talk about the final episode in this box set as my favorite and we kind of touched on that already the stuff with the master the the dynamic between the master and and, and benny because she becomes a little bit uh, sort of isolated from the doctor and you almost believe that the master has had this change of heart that they're fully working together they're going out for dinner and drinks and having a great time it and then again spoiler there's a twist at the end that that's not quite the case but um just yeah just hearing connor talk about asking for a friend i, I feel like uh, changing my choice and agreeing with with that because you've and, been convinced but, yeah but it's, i think it's those again that's why i like these eight episodes together it's um there's such a nice variety across them uh like even in this box set there's uh and i think that's that's really nice when big finish do that with a box set because it it avoids the thing of all the stories blending into one if you've got such different styles of story and such different tones and emotions across the different ones um it just really helps distinguish them and do something a bit different um with each one yeah absolutely it really does sort of create uh the opportunity for a lot of different storytelling i mean the concept of these sets to begin with is quite strong the unbound universe is dying everything's sort of going wrong falling apart people are desperate they're trying to escape they're trying to achieve some kind of safety security even just get an idea of what's going on um yeah, it's a really, really strong starting point and it did allow for some very unique stories that you wouldn't get anywhere else, which is exactly what the concept of an Unbound Universe should be. Yeah, and, and again, like playing playing with different elements of the main universe, the, um, is it, uh, what's the name of the character? The abbess or the, the, the priestess? The, um, uh, the Mother Superior. Uh, Mother Superior, that's it. Um, yes, Rowena Cooper's character. I thought she was almost like the unbound uh, or healer or, or, or um, kind of taking on that role. Uh, or, or, yeah, so kind of, again, like remixing elements of the main universe time war uh, for this Doctor. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it really is sort of playing with those concepts without sort of overtly going, look, it's you know, this, the equivalent of this, it kind of does leave it nicely open to interpretation, but there's definitely something there, I'd agree. Yeah, I think those first two sets as well almost do the Time War better than the actual Time War sets. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because the universe genuinely does feel shattered and destroyed, and the people living in it feel like they've been through a war. Um, It's 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 done really, really well. Um, And, and, they're really easy sets to get into as well i think you don't need a lot of foreknowledge of you know benny you don't need anything really from you know the earlier david warner unbound doctor stories i would have no problem recommending them to anyone who was even just starting to get into big finish they are really honestly some of the highlights of their output 
Yeah, I think three, def- even though it's numbered volume three, it, it's definitely designed as a very fresh jumping on point. And I d- I'm not sure if it will still be the case when this goes out, but right now, volume three is quite heavily discounted on the the website. So it's a good time to, to grab it. Yep, get hold of it and uh, get listening to it. Because, yeah, particularly, I think three and four are both discounted, aren't they? I think I think the announcement said three, but I think when you actually go on the website, it's three and four. I could be wrong, uh, and as you say, by the time this goes out in a few days, it could have changed up anyway. But uh, they do kind of find their way on sale relatively often, and yeah, they're definitely they're definitely, definitely worth the investment. Font. Yeah, um, and then I would also very strongly recommend Sympathy for the Devil and uh, Masters of War, which were the the two uh, Warner stories before Bernice was brought into it. And he has the Brigadier as a companion. Yeah, I'd recommend the whole that whole original Unbound series, to be honest. I mean, there's some... It, it's really varied, but it's at a point when I think Big Finish were just getting going and there was a lot of different ideas and um, takes being thrown out there. So those uh, or six or eight, because they did an extra couple, I think those original Unbound stories are a really nice, eclectic mix uh, of, uh, of episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's an awful lot to enjoy there. Um, there's. Let's move on to, uh, well, set number five but the third set with i mean i need to stop saying this let's just call it set number three let's move on to set number three um which is buried memories um the unbound doctor and benny are in our universe they've they've escaped the unbound universe and they've come to they've come to the original universe i suppose could call it um i quite like this because there's there is that very sort of loose theme throughout this one that is basically just let Benny be an archaeologist for a few stories, which we have had surprisingly little of um, over the years, really. Um, certainly since, you know, the earlier, the very early Benny releases, we've not really touched on that. So I particularly liked uh, the first story in this set, Pride of the Lampium, uh, which kind of, features a civilization being brought into existence by Benny, but she thinks she's actually discovering a lost civilization from the past. Um, yeah, I thought it was a particularly good story. I thought it kind of, it was a nice kind of breath of fresh air. It was almost another jumping on point for this range. Um and like I say, it kind of plays with the theme that continues mostly throughout the set. Uh, Connor, do you want to talk to me about it a bit more? Yes, um, it's it's. I think this set feels like it's been written more consciously as a Benny Summerfield set rather than a Doctor Who set, um, because it does put her back a little bit more front and center after you know um, what has felt like you know very heavily um, Doctor Who influenced stories. Um, I, I would single out Pride of the Lampion as my favourite as well. It's it's really cool to hear their history being woven together in real time in a way that, you know, Benny mistakes for her discovering the history. 
Um, it sets up a really nice little conflict between the Doctor and Benny, where he sees through it all instantly. He knows, he maybe doesn't know exactly what's happening, but he knows it's not right. Um, and he has a really lovely line about um, the Lampian being beneath Benny or, or about they don't deserve her um, because she's, you know, in, in his mind, she can do so much better than than this. Um, it's it's maybe the most conventional feeling story out of the set, um, but I think I, I do think it's the strongest. It's certainly the one I enjoy uh, the most whenever I'm listening back through it. Um, I think the set as a whole maybe tends towards more of um, a collection of stories. I think I maybe preferred the narrative-based approach of, of um, the first two sets um, in the Unbound universe. Um, but it's still really strong, and it's nice to be able to have single episodes with that team that you can drop into um, and not need you know to follow an arc through. Like you maybe do, I think, with Volume 4, it's quite hard to drop in on any one of those stories because they sort of tie in together. Um, but that one, you know, uh, Volume 5, it's quite nice to be able to have one that if you have a free R, you can pull up um, just a single adventure with those two. And and they're all quite strong stories. They're all quite good to listen to. Um, I, I, I do enjoy it. Yeah, it's... I mean, as we both said, really, it, it's another jumping on point. It's another kind of point where you can access these sets and it's it's interesting that that's kind of how they how they chose to go with Benny because a lot of the early Benny stuff really everything up until the end of the what's known as the box set era the first Benny box set era uh, before the new adventures everything in there is kind of there's a lot of required listening it's all very sort of tied into a storyline there are a lot of recurring characters um and an awful lot going on it was a years years long storyline for big finish um and then they they just seem to have with the new adventures peeled back a little bit and allowed for you only to you only need to have knowledge of one or two sets to kind of enjoy what's going on. Uh, obviously, the Unbound Universe stuff being the biggest storyline we've had in this era. Um, Mansour, what are your thoughts on Buried Memories? Um, I agree with everything both of you said. Uh, I think that first story is also my favourite. Um, th- this is yeah a really good set of stories it's yeah nice to have that connection to benny's expertise and career it and uh, this is kind of like a uh, maybe an unfair criticism because it's like a, a different direction i would have wanted them to go in rather than anything being wrong with this set but as soon as they were back in the main universe i wanted benny to go look for her family and her friends um, and that stood out to me a little bit. I think, I, I guess I understand some of the context of that because the whole thing about branding this as Doctor Who, using the Doctor Who theme, pairing it with the Doctor, um, I think, have they said as much? Or I've, I've definitely picked up that that's a, 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 like a pragmatic decision, really, like a marketing decision to uh, make sure Benny gets a decent audience so that it's a sustainable range. And I, and I get that, but yeah, I do miss um, having that 
that deeper supporting cast and um, her having her her own stories. Um, yeah, so that that was my sort of main thought of listening to to this box set when they were back in in her universe. Although the it, you do get like little bits of that in some other extended media. I think there's a book where you see some of her uh, supporting cast back and and all of that. But yeah, we haven't really had that on audio yet. There was there was an odd line about uh, Peter being married now wasn't there but i think that's the only reference in the audience yeah. there's been to any of the the sort of past ensemble so has it happened off screen does that mean like she's gone and reunited with them off screen and now we're picking up when she's traveling to yeah the doctor again? she obviously got back to our universe went and met peter and checked out how he was and then resumed traveling with uh the unbound doctor so there's it, it, it's hinted at anyway there's there's a line in it might even be uh, the Lampion episode, but there is okay. a line in well, one saying, oh, Peter's living happily with his husband. And that's that's all we get. Well, um, that's something. I mean, it's, it's more, I guess it's better than um, TV Doctor Who Series 6 where they have these big, huge revelations and then they still just go off having adventures of the week without dealing with the problem. Yeah. Yes, it, it, it it was that odd structure of series six, wasn't it? With the the mid season break that had to end on a big cliffhanger and leave us waiting for a few months, and then it just kind of let's kill Hitler and so on just kind of happened. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. All a bit strange. Um, I'd I'd like them to do some kind of the past comes back kind of episode or set. Um, or even a book, like maybe a book is the way to do it. Like yeah. if they want to keep going with, um, uh, I know, sadly this format is not going to continue anyway. So um, well, yeah, so. Um, it'd be interesting if they did maybe like a collection era, era Braxiatel comes back or something like that as a villain mm. for an episode, and that could perhaps give them the opportunity to do something. But that's that's very speculative, and we've no idea. Uh, what's going to happen next? Um, let's move on to um, Lost in Translation, which is, as we record this, the most recent set. However, it's entirely possible that the new one will be out before this goes online. Um, Lost in Translation, which was sort of heavily advertised as Benny Goes to Gallifrey, um, which only happens in the last episode, but it kind of the Time Lords have figured out that the Unbound Doctor is in our universe and are trying to catch him. Um, it's definitely running throughout the set and uh, the Undying Truth ends in very much the same way as uh, the War Games episode 9. Uh, you know, it's the Time Lords, they're coming for us. Um, I quite enjoyed this set. I thought it, it obviously introduces... Um, a little bit more of a narrative that runs through it, certainly more than Buried Memories have, which was more thematic and narrative. Uh, but it's not quite on the same level as the the first two Warner sets. Um, I enjoyed it though. I thought it was a really good set. I thought that sort of the way um, 
the way it's structured and what was going on gave us a lot of time to kind of examine the two lead characters, uh, particularly Inertia, um, which was the Doctor and Benny stranded and hiding from the Time Lords. And uh, eventually they almost reach a point of boredom where they decide, oh, it's probably easier to just let the Time Lords know where we are anyway. Uh, other stuff does go on in the episode and there are other things that lead to it, but it's it's not quite uh, that second to last episode of the War Games where it was, this situation's too big, I've no choice but to call the Time Lords. Uh, it's very much more of a, oh, I went into the TARDIS and made a brew. I've just lost interest in hiding anymore. Um, Connor, what are your thoughts on this set? Um, it's it's definitely a strong one. Um, um, I I I enjoy it the most out of the two post Unbound universe sets. Um, I love certainly in the build up to Gallifrey, and it sort of starts with the last episode of Volume Five, um, where the Time Lords are this sort of um non corporeal watching from above. I don't want to say threat, but presence is maybe a better word. Um, and it's sort of communicated through, you know, the sound effects and the music. Um, if we can jump back very briefly to the very last scene of Volume 5, it's where the Doctor and Benny briefly talk about um, what it's like for him to be in the, in, in, you know, in the main universe, in, in, in a universe that's not his own. And then this this is maybe even bordering on headcanon, but when they start playing... There's like there's like um uh it's the wind sound effects that play and uh organ music then sort of to signify you know the time lords are watching them the time lords are aware of them I almost imagine the two of them walking away um and the camera if you can have such a thing in an audio drama sort of panning up to show a single time lord looking down on them um from a cliff top or something like that it's it's really really it's it it just the way the whole sound design and the music works there to conjure that image is is brilliant um and it continues throughout as you say the end of uh, inertia and then throughout um the third episode as well um or no sorry the end of the undying truth and then through inertia which is the third episode yeah what i find interesting about about inertia is this set was recorded i think if you look on the website about a week before the first covid lockdown hit in the uk and then this came out obviously during uh, some, I think it was in 2020. Um, episode three almost feels like the Doctor and Benny in lockdown where they can't go out on an adventure. They have to stay. They have to be normal. The Doctor, you know, does some baking. Um, they sit in the play Endless Board Games. So that, that felt quite fact, topical. They even predicted sourdough. Everyone yeah. started doing sourdough over lockdown, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, it got it so spot on, and I wonder how much of it was actually influenced by, you know, I, I wonder, it's a James Goss episode, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I wonder how much of it was influenced by, you know, him seeing lockdowns in China and Europe and maybe realising, oh, this is coming our way as well. Um, I think my highlight is the first one, um, Have I Told You Lately? Um because it's it's excellent again it's very very carefully constructed it sort of balances the doctor and benny's time quite well um it's fun to hear the mystery of that ship being teased out in real time and to hear the interface you know sort of learn and develop from there 
uh, language and the mistakes they make. It almost works a little bit like um, Psychodrome from the Fifth Doctor box set, um, yeah. where it's, you know that environment learned from their unconscious thoughts, whereas the interface here learns from their unconscious language where they're saying things without realizing it's picking up and learning um, from them the whole time and then eventually starts sort of um, transferring their own thoughts between one another um, as it tries to translate and as it, tr- it tries to refer what they're saying it almost um, in getting it wrong shows what they're actually thinking rather than what they're actually saying um, and it creates a wee bit of conflict between the two of them um, just about their own lack of communication about you know particularly how the doctor's feeling um, so it's a really really good story I really enjoy it yeah it's I mean I found it to be a particularly strong set really um it's difficult to pick a favorite and i'd kind of be tempted to pick gallifrey just because as i've said a million times before on this podcast i'm a huge gallifrey fan and narvin appears in it and actually it still manages to do something new and slightly different with gallifrey as well um and time lord society so difficult set to pick a favorite from uh, but that being said i am going to ask mansour to do that now yeah, I don't think it's. I think it's. Yeah, it's collectively a really good set because of the nice little connections and setups between stories. I think it's nice to have a loose arc like that. Um, I don't think Gallifrey is objectively the best story, but that's where I was going to in terms of picking a favourite. Yeah, just nice to see characters from uh, one, of, one of the best Big Finish Rangers interacting with the Unbound Doctor. Um, Again, like, almost would have wanted more of that. Like, I wouldn't have minded a whole nother box set where it's a proper crossover between the whole Gallifrey cast and Benny and David Warner getting involved in the Time War, just going crazy with with that. But, um, but yeah, what we got was, was nice. I just, yeah, would have liked more of it. I would have liked them to have run with that for the next set. Uh, yeah, totally. It's, you can never have too much Gallifrey. Um <laughs> One thing I I have been sort of thinking about since I listened to it a few weeks ago and haven't quite been able to figure out is in terms of the Gallifrey timeline, whereabouts this is set. Because yeah, it's was it it's, deliberately it's, vague. It's very vague, but it, it Narvin comes across as the the sort of uh, the Narvin that we get in the first couple of series of Gallifrey. So I do wonder if this actually precedes the entire Gallifrey series. He does, but then you could also interpret it as, yes, he's developed a relationship with Leela and Romana and like a deeper friendship with them, but he might still be, he might revert to being quite spiky and unpleasant with strangers, especially if it's a particular situation. Yeah, I suppose the other thing, and this has only just occurred to me, um, spoilers for Gallifrey warning um, the whole story is about regeneration and not being able to um, and there's no reference made to the fact that Narvin can't regenerate after having his regenerations taken from him in Gallifrey series 4 so I think at one point he even starts to regenerate but then the Doctor sort of saves him if I remember correctly. So, um, 
yeah, maybe this is very early days for Narvin and therefore around then. But like you say, it could be after he's met Romana and Leela. I don't think there's any reference to who's the president at that point. Do I think they re- do they refer to the president but not name them? Um, I'm not sure there's even a reference. Mm. We just have Sean Phillips as the Inquisitor. Um, so it's not Inquisitor Darkle, but there can be more than one Inquisitor, I guess. I don't know, tricky one. Um, maybe, I mean, we never do this. Maybe people should tweet to us about that. If you've listened to this and you've got an idea as to when the Benny Gallifrey episode is set, tweet it at us. There we go. We've become an interactive podcast, just like that. Okay, then. So, yeah, I, I did thoroughly enjoy that fourth Warner set, and I'm very, very excited to listen to the next one. It's a shame that, uh, obviously, the range won't be continuing in its current form uh, due to the sad passing of David Warner, who was an absolutely excellent doctor um, across all of this, really. Um. So uh, let's just briefly mention, um, because there's another Benny Warner episode, uh, which is The Angel of History. And I know that you're fairly keen on this one, Connor. So talk to us a bit about that. Yeah, I really like it. I, 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 that's three eyes in one sentence. Sounds very egotistical. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say that. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I really do enjoy it. I, I love that it's focused more on Benny as an archaeologist, but not in a way that has her sitting in a trench digging through, you know, some alien world. Um, uh, I, I like that it has her living through someone else's experience um, of, of, of history of, or what was there present in it uh, to Benny at his history. Um, it's a very heavy story. I certainly wouldn't call it easy listening. Um, I, th- I think it's absolutely terrifying. It, it sort of starts and just demonstrates how slowly, you know, something like fascism can creep through a society and how it can affect um, the people under its boot um, and, and just goes through that experience of going from living a normal life to being hunted through a forest bit by bit, every step along the way, um, you know, from being frozen out of work to being told you can't live in a certain area to to eventually being hunted down and, and killed. Um, for It's never defined what separates um, the people in this story. I don't, is it? It's, it's, it's left very vague um, or, or very open to interpretation what it is um, and it's more like the general concept or sorry the general concept of um being a being a minority versus um you know a, a society that wants to get rid of you um it is exceptionally good um and i i always listen to it as you know if i'm doing a full run of these stories uh with benny and the warner doctor i always listen to it sort of between the two years as a bit of a special which it sort of was uh just i think the way it, it was released um but really really love it really really good story absolutely yeah it, it was a good listen it's like you say a difficult listen um as well but most certainly rewarding uh, is there anything you'd like to add mansa I'll, I'll be honest and say i don't remember that much about it but again hearing connor talking about it i want to go back and 
revisit it. <laughs> so, um, the, I, I did like those two sets. I'm, I'm, I'm fuzzy on the details, but I remember liking those stories so far sets because Bernice had had such varied takes and directions over the year. It was it was really nice and nostalgic to dip into each of those. Um, so yeah, sorry, I can't say much about the episode specifically, but uh, yeah, I um, re- I would recommend those those sets as a sort of sample of the different tones and takes on the character. Yeah, another couple of very good sets, um, definitely worth getting hold of if if you can. We've recommended an awful lot this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we really, but it, it's I think that's a testament to just how for the most part, consistently brilliant Benny has been ever since the very, very start. I'm glad they've always kept the character going. I'm glad they've always found something to do with the character Um, and hope they continue to do so um, beyond this, well, this new adventures era that we've had for the last, this must be about 10 years now, give or take, mustn't it? Yeah, it doesn't seem as long because it, yeah, because there's so much more before that. When you say ten years, it must be, isn't it? Yeah, I'm trying to remember when that first new adventure set came out. Um, in fact, I'm looking it up now. 2014, it's eight years. Okay. Um, and it was. I mean, we we could do a whole episode talking about the two sets with the Seventh Doctor and Ace as well. In fact, we should do that sometime. There's an idea. Um, but I do think that is probably all we've got time for, so we'll leave it there. Um, I'm very much looking forward to listening to the new set, which, as we record, the release is expected to be relatively imminent, could even be out by the time this is. Um, let's see what it brings, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit further down the line. But in the meantime, I will say thank you and goodbye to Connor. Thank you very much. And thank you and goodbye to Mansour. Thank you. And uh, we'll be back with more podcasting next week. Goodbye now. Goodbye.